Hey guys, and welcome to season three of the Us People podcast. I'm your host, Savio Rox, and in this season, I get to make my guests laugh, cry, and even make them think about life a little differently with the questions I fire over to them, which digs into their lives and professions a little differently. We even had a chance to change up the intro, giving you a fresh new sound. I look forward to sharing season three of the Us People podcast with you. Let's go. Hello, my name is Matt Goodman and you're listening to the Us People podcast with Savia Rocks. And she does. <laughs> Thanks, Savia. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like the way you slipped that in. Hey guys and welcome to another episode of the Ask People podcast. I'm your host Savvy Rocks and today I'm humbled to have Matt Goodman with me today who is the founder, manager, producer, composer, artist at The Other Way Music. <laughs> wow, that's a mouthful within itself. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the Ask People podcast. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you doing? I'm really well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, so the first question I always have for people is literally where you grew up and how that influenced you to do music or become creative in some way so Matt just tell if you could tell everybody who's listening today a little bit about where you grew up when you were younger and how your family worked towards you when you were younger to influence you to be able to do music okay um I I was uh, born and raised in, in northwest London in Edgware actually originally okay. and then we moved, moved to Northwood which is a little bit further north and west yep. um, and I lived there most most of my life and I started piano very young my mum got me on lessons when I was about three I'm not from a musical family really yep. um, but my mum seemed to notice that I was music just even as a, as a young baby was something that was just um, uh, that I responded to in a in a quite an extreme way. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of I could sing along with songs before I could properly talk, and I knew all the words. And I was always if music came on, I'd be jerking around in the in the. <laughs> in the so my um, and also I've I've always been quite um quite a patient. Like I, I never you know I was quite a, a I don't know what the word is a placid child. Yeah. So my mum just thought, well let's let's try music because there was a, a piano teacher at the school I was at. And um, I, I, the, the teacher said, I think it was three and a half, and she said, well, look, he's a bit on the young side, but let's give it, give it a lesson. And just from the first lesson, she just said, yeah, this is, this is good. Um, and I, I just, you know, I can still picture the hall that I did it in. It was, um, it was definitely a significant thing for me from, you know, from, from a young child. So, and, and really just from there, it just grew. So I uh, studied piano, classical piano, uh-huh. till I was about 17. When I was seven, I started clarinet. Um, my brother played sax a little bit and gave up. Yeah. And when I was about 10, I, I took interest in the sax. I used to sing at school, was in choir. Um, and yeah, I was just lucky to have supportive parents that that, that were happy for me to, to uh, you know, I took my studies seriously, but they were also happy for me to, 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 to learn music and have that in my life. Um, and um, yeah, um, I think about so about twelve or thirteen, I started to get really interested in jazz. Oh yeah, that's my favorite jazz. Mm. And I and I started a new school, and that school had a really big 
uh, there was a teacher there who was a, just a jazz buff, buff and uh, he had big, did big band uh, lessons and individual jazz lessons, although I never actually had those. But And there were loads of other kids at the school that were into jazz. Um, and I, um, I just started to explore that side of music as well, alongside the classical stuff that I was doing. Oh. I did all my grades and sorry. No, 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 go for it. No, 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 it's okay. Yeah, so by the time I was 12, I'd done grade eight piano, grade eight clarinet. Um, and um, yeah, I just, I don't know, I was just, I was just drawn to, to jazz. I think it's, I, I don't know what it was about it, but um, I loved it. And, um, uh, and then I, I went on to the Royal College of Music yeah. when I was 18. Um, but I only did that for a year because I knew I didn't want to be a classical musician. And I just thought, what's the point of studying four years to be a classical musician if that's not the what direction of yeah. So I, I'd actually got a place at Leeds University um, ah. when, I, when I applied, to, you know, I did my A-levels and everything, and um, I, I wasn't sure exactly where I was going to go, so I applied to lots of universities, and a load of my friends had gone up there. And so in my second year, I just decided to transfer into Leeds University, and I studied music there. Um, and it was just like chalk and cheese. Um, the 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 Royal, Royal College was you know um a seriously sort of um performance focused uh classical music focused um institution Leeds University was and I was there every day from nine to five and there was orchestras and groups and theory lessons and harmony all sorts of stuff and then Leeds University was like four hours a week of, of lectures Ooh. and like it was not it was I was actually a little bit Board, if I'm honest yeah but um I um sorry there's so many different things that happened it's uh, so when I was 17 I bought a sampler and there was um a couple of guys at my school that we kind of started a, a little group sort yeah. of jazz mixed with with electronic stuff um and so I took my when I went to Leeds I actually had, I had all my computer I'd started doing production so I spent a lot of my time at Leeds University really just um sort of learning my craft in the production world um and that's how I spent a lot of my time just sitting in my room sampling stuff making electronic music different kinds of styles at the time it was like garage and drum and bass yeah. and stuff like that, that was that was kicking around so um I was into you know I really enjoyed making that kind of stuff and just experimenting and I used to go and buy records and cds all the time and that kind of thing um so yeah I mean I'll stop there because there's so much more but um <laughs> No, go for it, because the more information you give, the more people will understand who you yes. are and, and where you came from, which will inspire them to understand that they're not by themselves. Yeah. And, and okay. everyone has a story. Yeah. Okay, so uh, these guys that I was at school with, we, we started a group uh, called the Crazy Boardheads. And, That's a um, cool name. Yeah, yeah, it was a good <laughs> one, actually. I remember sitting in my friend's, in my friend's bedroom and we were just like brainstorming all these things and then it just... Someone said it, I can't remember. And uh, it was just instantly, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. We're going to run with that. Um, and then we put out a record and that was like, you know, a, a really cool experience. It was the first time we, we, we made this track. Um, we had some remixes on the other side and we, en we ended up going to like, a, uh, it was Olympia Studios or some big studio, yeah. um, central London to, to mix it down. And there was this big SSL desk mm. and the engineer was like doing all this crazy stuff with it. And then we kept telling him to like 
pull it back and not and so in the end it more or less was what we'd made just going through an ssl desk with absolutely nothing changed um so it was, it was a bit of a kind of a bit ironic to kind of to go through but it was cool it was it was it was a really good experience and then we we pressed up records and it was all very like diy we went round to the record shops we sold them all you know by hand one by one went up fly postering around london at three in the morning with buckets of glue and um and and then off the back of that we got uh we got offered a deal uh i can't remember the name of the label now but yeah we it, it generated actually quite a bit of um quite a bit of heat and um we did some stuff for mo wax um don't if you remember mo wax yeah um and then actually we all just kind of like went our separate ways then because one of the guys went to art school and the other guy went and um i think he moved to holland at that point i can't remember anyway it just sort of fizzled um and at that point i then went to work with another guy that i'd met through some girl i was dating in a pub and uh he was a producer who'd been he went by the name of criminal gangster oh wow uh, and he had been making garage basically yeah uh, and he uh was a real like real go-getter actually he used to go and and he was good at networking and meeting people and stuff and that's how i ended up working with so solid um okay. and individuals from that uh we had mystique come through the, the thing miss dynamite um uh there was a bunch of other people diane charlemagne um and we did a we did a bunch of music. I worked with him for a couple of years, um, and then I sort of I could just I think I just got bored of garage, um, and uh, I then went and rented studio in Shore uh, was it Whitechapel, um, and I just kind of went on a bit of an exploration journey at that point where I was just just writing different kinds of stuff wasn't with no particular aim in mind just a sort of an exploration of of different styles and trying to hone my skills and learn more things um and then i went to work at stanley house studios um which is in near your neck of the woods yeah i know there um, and started working with a bunch of reggae artists i worked with a guy called smudgy um if you remember smudgy yeah um, and fya um and smudgy's brother this guy called swell dog Oh, yeah. um, and I did loads. I actually ended up managing Solid Dog for a bit, and that's how I kind of got into management. Okay. Um, and you know, music videos, and you know, tried to get that thing bubbling. But um, I had a few releases with Smudgy on Def Jam, um, and uh, yeah. And then about that time, I started to sing. Um, so I uh, I started recording my own vocals on things yeah uh, partly because I'd had lots of experiences of working with with lots of different vocalists and I'd learned a lot from watching those guys because I came from a classical and then a jazz quite an academic background yeah. in a way Most definitely. but I never really worked with like loads of vocalists I mean I did with with um with Criminal Gangster it's true but more those I suppose I don't know maybe that was part of it as well seeing how those guys worked as well um but yeah um I I I just thought, you know, one day I just thought, well, I wonder what it sounds like if I sing. Um, and I started uh, recording myself and that just developed, um, played it to people. They were like, yeah, this is really cool. Like definitely like keep, keep going with this. Um, and then that blossomed into a fully blown uh, artist project, which was uh, my, the name I used was Matty Roots. Yeah. 
which was kind of like soul, jazz, funk. It kind of was like a hybrid of all the stuff that I loved, all kind of put into one pot. Um, and I then started to release singles and I did loads of gigs and I worked with some amazing musicians and we did, we played at Yo-Yo. We used to play at Yo-Yo's yeah. quite a lot. Um, and uh, I did radio campaigns and I started, you know, putting a little bit of my own money into into promoting my music. And I got some really good stuff. I got like, it was played on Choice FM and BBC Radio One and One Extra and Jazz FM. And then mm. I got playlisted in you know, on Jazz FM and I got playlisted in Switzerland. And um, and that that was that was really, really um, enjoyable thing to do, but also very challenging because you know you're, you're sort of on your own i had different managers come in and out um at, at different times um but um it, it sort of worked on some ways and didn't for, for other reasons you know these things kind yeah. of have kind of have a shelf life um and i think after about three or four years of doing that i i sort of ran out of steam and i also felt you know, when you're getting bands together and stuff, and a lot of it was favours, and I used to feel terribly guilty about asking all my friends who are these brilliant musicians working with Amy Winehouse and God knows who else to come and take my band and pay them. And so I started to do it. I, I developed a one-man show. Um, I did that for a bit, but I just ran out of steam yeah. um, and took a little break from that and went back to just production. Um, and around this time, I met... Um, another artist called Matthew Bento, who um, I now manage. Um, and uh, there was another, so, sorry, I'd also been, I've been teaching music since I was about 20. Yeah, 25. I read that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys that I taught, uh, a guy called Fudu, uh, sorry, he's now called Fudu, uh, his name's Reese. Um, when he was about 14, he, he showed an interest in production. And I remember it was one summer, I, I came back to teach him after a summer and he had, he said, oh, I, got, I got into production and I've, I've made some stuff and he played me this stuff and it was just awesome, like really, really good. And he was 14 and he basically just been watching YouTube tutorials and like I'd been giving him CD. I always used to give him CDs to listen to, whether it was like Coltrane or Kirk Franklin yeah. or whatever. Um, and he's sampling all this stuff and he's making all this crazy music. And I'm like, you know what, I want to, I want to help you. To develop because I can see a real talent here. So Bento and Reese uh, became kind of part of the team. Yeah. Um, and so that evolved. And then um, I worked. So I I can't remember the timeline of things, but I did a I, I did a track where uh, we got we got Wiley to feature on a track um, that was I think this was slightly before the management things. Did a remix for Justin Timberlake, a house remix um, of that with a guy called Femi Femme, who was of the Young Disciples. Um, and um, who am I up to now? Uh, God, uh, what am I up to? So, <laughs> it gets sorry, hard when you have to backtrack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, I work with a bunch of people. Anyway, then uh, about I think it was 2015, I went to Midem which was so yeah I'd started managing guys and I was like right I'm building something here how do I get out there network meet people you know try and get that stuff happening and mid-end which is this music conference that they have in the south of France um I decided to go down there and see what that was all about and see if I could meet some people and I went down there and I met a bunch of people including a company called Audio Network who are a uh, huge production music company 
and I played them a bunch of stuff and they really loved my album that I'd originally released in 2011 as part of, as I was discussing before, when I released stuff and got playlists and uh, my album was called Beatroot and, you know, put loads of energy in, got some exposure, lost, lost, uh, lost some steam. And then these guys heard it and they were like, wow, this is awesome. Can we re-release this? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So my relationship with Audio Network developed and then they started to ask me to make different kinds of music. And because by this point I had worked with, hip hop artists, R&B artists, rock artists, all these different types of people made, you know, made garage, R&B, uh, um, drum and bass, whatever. Um, I, uh, they asked me to, you know, can you make a hip hop album for us? Can you make a, a, um, a dance album for us? Can you make a, um, a, a tropical pop out? You know, all these different things. So now I've done about hundred tracks with them. Um, and that's been over the last five years um and that's been really good so that's resulted in lots of sync placements so that's where i've i've had my music placed with samsung with machino with dolce and gabbana with uh lego with uh, loads of tv shows i've worked with other library music companies like emi as well and they've got our stuff on power um and uh yeah just uh, you name the tv show it's probably been on their first dates and love yeah. island all that kind of stuff um and just before i started working with audio network i also had been uh, introduced to a advertising director so this kind of world of, of sync music and working for tv and adverts and films kind of all kind of happened around the same time and i ended up doing uh, a couple of adverts with him one for a company called telenor which is like the o2 of norway yeah. um I did uh, Jackpot Joy, Bob had Barbara Windsor in it. I did uh, NSPCC, yeah. Um, yeah, a few bits and bobs like that. Um, so I'm building this experience. And then I started working with more advertising people and more TV people. So FIFA, for example, uh, actually found me through a friend of mine who I used to go to uni with, who'd seen me, my stuff on Audio Network. She's a TV producer. Yeah. And she got in touch and said, oh, it's amazing. You're making such good music. I've got a friend at FIFA um, and he's looking for some music for, for, for a, um, a documentary they're doing, which was about the women's, uh, US women's football team's success at the, the last World Cup. Uh, and he just said, we've got this half hour documentary. Would you be interested in scoring it? So that was that was probably like the most full project that I've done normally. You know, it's just yeah. like a minute of music here, a minute. But this was like a more in-depth thing which was a really great challenge and really excuse me really enjoyed it um and yeah uh, since then i've also matty roots kind of came back 2016 so there was a bit of like two three year hiatus and then i've been releasing singles steadily from 2016 with no particular expectation other yeah. than i really like the tracks i've made i've got a little bit of a fan base there i'm just going to fling out some tunes and just just let people enjoy them and see what happens um and just actually when coronavirus hit, uh, it gave me an opportunity to, I, I, you know, I've had all these things going on, um, whether it was the management things or uh, the ad writing or the, the um, collaborative uh, stuff with different artists, well-known and otherwise, uh, my artist stuff. And it was always difficult for me to convey to people when I'd speak to them and try and develop relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, exactly what it is I did in in a really sweet nutshell without me 
jabbering on like I am now. And and so I created a website, which I've been meaning to do for ages, which uh, otherwaymusic.com, which basically does exactly what I wanted it to do, which is just lay out like 10 years worth of, of work um, in one place with all the, uh, uh, you know, an opportunity to see all the music I've done, to listen to all the music and the projects that I've been involved in all in one neat place. Um, and now I'm, now I'm I'm embarking on that kind of marketing that and developing even more relationships um, and just trying to build um, with every aspect of, of my career. From the way um, I see it, Matt, you have a good career. A very, <laughs> you have a prosperous one which will inspire a lot of people. And one thing I've noticed, even just as you're talking, um, mm. you seem like a very calm person. Who I, I am. Yeah, I am. I am. I am a calm person. It's true. Um, you know, I, that's not to say that uh, I don't get a bit stressed at times because it is yeah. challenging. Anybody that starts their own business is self-employed yep. um, and, and, and has to generate all their own work and all their own opportunities. Um, it, you know, it, it definitely can be challenging at times. And there's a lot in the music business to understand as well. Um, it's a very it can be a very complex um, uh, industry. Yeah legally and um, just in terms of all the different institutions that exist collection agencies and so on where you have to understand the workings of all these things and each thing is its own entity and it's a little bit fragmented in some ways so yeah, yeah it's it yeah it, it, it definitely has its challenges but you have to stay calm as much as you can to to do things well I mean there's no point um getting stressed um if you can avoid it yeah um so yeah, I, I do. I, I try. I try and stay level-headed as much as possible, for sure. How yeah. is the educational side? Because I speak to a lot of people who are very creative, and most of them tell me that they didn't go to uni, and some yeah. of them even dropped out of school. But yeah. what I wanted to ask you is, Matt, is how do you feel about education? Do you feel like if you have a talent within music, that you need to go to school? No. 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 I mean, foodoo. Uh, and, and actually that's a good question because so sorry Fudu which is Reese, the 14 yeah. year old right? 16 years old he decided not doing A-levels uh, I want to be in music and he went to Point Blank at age 16 and has pursued that career he just knew that that was the area he wanted to go in now that's not to say it doesn't have its challenges yeah. and music is a precarious industry um, so you have to be smart and ultimately you have to pay the bills so if you're not if you're not making any money doing this you know following this this um dream or whatever you've got to do something about it i mean you've got to eat so as long as you i mean i've always had very um pragmatic values instilled in me which is why from age 20 i've been teaching because you know teaching is stable yes. it's paid the bills for you know 20 odd years and um you know, it's it's allowed me the freedom to to do all the other stuff. Now, obviously, it does eat into some of your time, yeah. and can and there are definitely times where I, I've got so much going on, my head is just like exploding with 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 to do lists. Um, but you know, you just have to manage it the best you can. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but you know, some of the the best musicians that I know, who I admire, had no formal training didn't go to university. Um, it, it's not the be all and end all at all. And in fact, 
unless you're going down that classical route, which has a specific institution that's set for that, or, you know, jazz training as well, to an extent, you know, a lot of guys that I know who I've worked with went to the Royal Academy and did music there, or I went to the Guildhall actually after I came back, I did, I forgot to mention. So after I left uh, Leeds, I I, I went and studied jazz and did a postgrad there at the Guildhall. Um, So um, there there is definitely a place for, for that, but it's by no means uh the be all and end all i think it, like if you're a gigging musician um you know you've got to get out there you've got to get um go to the jam nights you've got to meet people you've got to practice you've got to know all the material know as much know many songs as you as you can and forge good relationships like any industry really you know people by people so you you want to you want to make sure that you are just a nice person basically yeah. uh, that people yeah. want to work with. no that's um, true but also good at what you do. Um, so, you, but yeah, it's, it's you know, you, you find your niche, I suppose. Um, what is your ter- niche, Matt? What do you think your niche is? I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think I just slot into a variety of different niches. Okay. Um, I compartmentalise what I do uh because i have all these different things going on every single niche that i'm operating in has its own set of um ways of of getting the mess the best out of it yeah um, so i mean you know as an as an artist you know i love my soul my funk and my my r&b and my, that kind of thing yeah. jazz is that a niche i suppose you could call it i, a su- niche, I suppose it is a niche in a way because you have a certain it resonates with you so something that resonates with you that you connect with is automatically a niche within you because you express it through your music and that when people listen to it they're like okay so matt is good at this type of music in this type of way and his his personality is like this like no one else so in a way that is a niche it it does it does make sense but at the same time you know i then go and i'll make some like you know as you as i sort of mentioned with all the different types of adverts i've done yeah um where i love the challenge of like can you make something that's in this style or that style and it's totally out of my comfort zone but i love it because it means i I have to understand that music and i've always been really interested in different styles of music from the compositional to the production side of it the writing side of it um because that's that's how you grow as a, a as a musician for me anyway anyway that's what that's the way my brain works i'm just i'm just sort of hungry maybe it's a sort of an element of never quite being satisfied with where i'm at as well and never quite being thinking that i am on top of it like i want to be good i want to be better yeah um, so i'll okay no i need to know and there's no reason because i'm i'm lucky that i had this formal training it does give you the grounding the understanding to be able to know what what makes me certain type of music what it is and then deconstruct it and make it make it your own um so I, this is why I, it's hard for me to say you know what niche am i in because i put myself in different niches depending on what the job is yeah uh, what the, you know if it's management that's a whole nother type of mentality and thing that i have to get my head around because there's a whole system and a way of thinking about that and learning from other people who have done it i was going to say that because you do so many things how do you manage your time to be able to jump from one to the other to the other to the other and still be able to process it all um i 
you can just you all you can do is do your best with yeah. these things you know um i i just i try and stay as organized as i possibly can um i think because of my creative nature and that you know some people are just very very business minded super focused about everything they do but the the actual the act of creating music you have to it's like meditation you have to empty your mind and let things just flow and that's not necessarily conducive with maybe it is i don't know but it doesn't it's not conducive with like a a ceo of a company that that you you've you've got a a very formal way and a linear way of doing things um so it's quite that's quite challenging putting on that hat going to creative mode and then going back to manager building a company mode that can be that can be challenging and sometimes it takes me a few days to adjust um i might have to say right i'm going to just sit for a week and just make beats or yeah. just explore and it's probably not till day two or three that i actually get into a rhythm of doing it because i've been so stuck in another mentality and similarly coming out of it you know it can take a minute um but as time's gone on as i've got more familiar and I'm more of an understanding of each area it makes it easier to switch quicker yeah no that's so. understanding i understand that part yeah yeah Another question I had for you, <laughs> I like that you're smiling, it's good. <laughs> Another question I had for you just is a question I always ask creative people that go yeah. into songwriting is, what is the hardest part about being a songwriter? Um, well, look, I think for everybody, it's going to be different. Yeah, um, I agree with you. You know, if everyone's got this, some people are amazing lyricists, other people really melodically are gifted, other people um, uh, are instrumentalists who can come up with with great chord structures or different rhythms or whatever um for me i probably would say lyrics is i have to be in the right i can i can sit and i can make a beat very easily yeah but when i'm actually writing a song uh, with lyrics that's a little bit harder i really have to, so. to get in a diff, uh, it's a different part of my brain um so I would say that is is the most challenging because I'm you know I want to I want it to be good um and I don't know why I don't know why I struggle with that slightly more but that's just that's just that's just me I'm I'm more of a a music guy than a a lyrics guy I was never particularly good at English at school I didn't read very much I read now a lot more than I did but um you know uh, everyone's got their their sort of skill set yeah um, but when I get in the zone with the lyrics it's cool and and, and I really enjoy it how did you feel when you went on stage for the first time? Well, actually, I've been performing since I was really young. Ah. Since I was so you, so you're natural. So th- is it is it a confidence thing when you go up on stage, you feel that confidence? Yeah. Um, I Look, I get nervous for sure. Um, but I'm, all, I'm usually really excited because I would have worked really, really hard yeah. to prepare. And I usually, and if I... You, or, I always got like the most amazing musicians working with me. So I've had everyone from like Michael Kiwanuka, Bruno Major, um, like Leon King is an amazing guitarist, Ben Jones, again, another brilliant uh, musician, um, Jamil Blake, who now plays with Sam Smith. And, you know, I've, I've always had this amazing team of musicians. And obviously I work really hard on the music myself. So when I've got together and we've rehearsed, I'm just super excited to play for people. Um, but yeah, it you know there are no, there are definitely nerves, um, 
you know, depending on the venue, depending on maybe if I know certain people are in the audience or people that I respect or whatever, you know, it's, it's inevitable. You, it's difficult not to be a little bit mindful of that. But um, in general, it's always something I've loved to do. I love playing, especially jazz, actually. It's probably my favourite where I'm not necessarily singing um, and I'm just... It's just I'm just behind the piano. And I think that's nice. something we have in common, to be quite honest. Yeah. Is jazz, yeah, really? yeah. I love jazz. Yeah. Uh, Do you play? I play. Well, if you see behind me, um, yeah. I don't know if you can see it behind me, Matt. I've got my keyboard it, behind me. Yes, yes. Yeah. That, uh, so, yeah. That's a Phantom uh, F FX. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they're wicked. Those are so really I went. I, <laughs> I'm tiny. The keyboard's bigger than me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I went in the shop one day and I said, excuse me, can I have that one? He looked at me like bizarrely and went, you sure you want that one? And yeah. I said, and I just said, yeah, because um, I've been playing the piano since I was young. It's just something that I really enjoyed. And songwriting was something that I really enjoyed. And um, for me, it was about being in the background of, of things, just like when I do professional photography. So um, I've always been in the background of things and I've always seen the beauty within that. Kind of like yeah. you and producing, you see how your work works for you yeah. instead of you being in the forefront of your work and having yeah. to do the work. So yeah. everyone has, like you say, everyone has a niche and I feel like my niche has been in the background making mm -hmm. things happy because the people in the background are just important as the oh. people in the front. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's, yeah, so I loved it. It was, it's always a passion that I do and when I, when I want to relax and mm -hmm. come away from it all, I come in here and I start playing. Wicked. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> which, 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 sorry, I know that you're asking me the questions. Which, which jazz artists are you are you into? Who's oh, your... definitely Nina Simone. I used oh, to go to. Um, did you ever go to Ronnie Scott's? Yeah, I, I have been. Yeah, yeah. Time. I used yeah. to go there and just chill out and just listen to like live bands play as well. Yeah. Um, like Billy Holiday. Or listen, I listen to a lot of Billy Holiday as well. So yeah. I'm really old school, but then I also. My dad used to put the radio on for me and um, play smooth jazz, S FM, sorry, and um, yep. loads of pirate radio stations. I shouldn't be saying that, but yeah, right. <laughs> he used to put a lot of pirate radio stations on for me and um, I just used to listen to it. And I think that what that's what gave me my calm nature as well. Because the mm. music you listen to plays a big impact on kind of your personality as well. But that's the whole side. I think vice versa as well. I think your yeah. personality draws you to certain types of yeah, music. Yeah, most well. definitely. That's most That's definitely. It. So it it's a beautiful thing in in any aspect of things. Mm. So yeah, that's kind of how I take it, Matt. Yeah. Way, yeah, I love that. That my one of my favorite albums is Nina Simone at the piano. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know that album? It's got yep. Human Touch. But Human Touch is just it makes me cry. That song. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm a big Nina Simone. Fan. I can see you thinking about it now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember like about two months ago, I listened to that song again. It was right in the heat of, you know, Coronaville, and um, I don't know. It just, it just touched me. My dad gave me all his records, and I, and I was over the moon. Um, because obviously you can't get all of these records everywhere. No, that's and true. he gave me like his Earth, Wind and Fire, his um, Stevie Wonders, his, mm. you name it, he has it. You know, his Beatles, yeah. he, and um, I was like, whoa, this is so cool because I go for it day by day. There's so much that I'm still going through them. Yeah. And um, yeah. as I'm listening to them, I'm like, oh my gosh, now I understand why that sample came in that song and mm. that lyric, this person talking, put it in that song. And it yeah. opens your mind so much. Totally. Into things. So, no, most definitely. But mm -hmm. yeah. That's a bit about me, but yeah.
Um, I know you've worked with so many artists as it is already, Matt. Yeah. But if there was an artist out there that you haven't worked with, that you would love to work with, what artist would you pick? And why would you pick that particular artist to collaborate with? I've been asked this question a few times, actually, and I always struggle. And I think part of the reason is I I love artists, the good artists that they are, are good, just they're good on their own. Like, they don't need me. They're already amazing. Don't say that. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I I don't know, like... I don't know if I necessarily need to. Like, obviously, like it would have been amazing to like work to meet and work with Prince. I've not, you know, I yeah, no idea. Definitely, I know if, if I'd have been able to work with him. You know, who knows with how things work out? Whether you find that that energy in the studio and that yeah. that that kind of connection. Stevie Wonder, obviously, uh, would be a, a you know amazing person to meet and and jam with. Um, uh, God, like. Kendrick Lamar like I don't know it's just oh yeah that'd be good um Joni Mitchell yeah. like uh in, um god you're saying some good artists yeah 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 <laughs> no I mean I've got a connoisseur taste I guess um I'm just thinking of modern modern people uh yeah I suppose Kendrick um I'm sure like any any legendary artist that is around today I would really relish working with them because you know there's so many of them and they're all dope in their all individual ways um and there would be an opportunity to like to harness what they do as a producer that would be my my sort of aim and bring my thing to the table and hopefully they vibe off what I do and I vibe off what they do and we create something yeah so I'm I'm open basically to anyone that is like I like, you know, the, 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 the trendsetters, like the people that have, 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 have made a big difference to the musical culture. Um, I think those are the people that I've always been drawn to because I, 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 I like to be surprised by music. So I, you know, yeah. if I've heard something before, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I won't necessarily be like, oh, I can't wait to work with them. You know, I'd be like, no, they're really good. But somebody that has, has done something that is so substantial, that has influenced me and changed me, um, would probably would be be a very um very cool and fun experience yeah that sounds good to me yeah if you could choose one quote matt yeah to represent you as a person what quote (laughs) would you choose he's laughing and why would you choose that quote um my mind has gone completely blank yeah i can see you're in thinking mode Move on to the next because I, I haven't got anything in mind right now, but it might pop into my head. In no, a bit. that's okay. I can't think of anything right now. Sorry. Here's another one for you. No, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Let's yeah. talk about success, okay? Everybody has a different definition of what success means to them, but as you, as an individual, what does success mean to you? God, you ask difficult questions. Um, but good questions. Um, it's. I wouldn't say, I'd say that, that, that it changes, <laughs> um, it changes at different times. Yeah. You know, my goals are constantly shifting. Um, and uh, not to sound too cliched, I, I, the ultimate goal is just to be happy, really. No, everyone says that. And I'm glad you said it. 
that's the that's the goal because if you're not happy then life's not great that's true so you just want to be happy now how, how do you get how do you achieve that happiness well um i think you just have to be aware like of where you're at at a particular point in time about what you're doing and and what you're doing it for um look it, I, i'd be you know i'd be lying if i didn't say that money wasn't a part of it you know you you well you and, need it to survive think, like you said yeah exactly but i think i think as i suppose because i've always admired the as i said before like the, the trendsetters i think that's been my aspiration really is just to like to not just do the done thing although i do that a little bit when i do advert music and stuff it's a little bit more generic but there's that side of me that wants to actually make something that is different or like is individual in some way and connects with people um and means something really means something to me yeah um so you know recognition not recognition but like um uh i'm not sure of the word um uh, uh sorry i'm getting getting stuck for words again um <laughs> yeah i suppose recognition of, of, of being of a particular level like because i yeah I, I aim high i aim really high so i want to make sure that i'm i'm not selling myself short and that i'm i really am trying and striving to to make the best whatever it is that i'm doing um but you know success is always it, that happiness comes from positive relationships with yes, people that's true. Uh, and um yeah just yeah just 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 positivity i suppose um as much as you can achieve it um so yeah i don't know if that fully answers the question no it does it, as long yeah. as as long as it answers the question in your own way it's an answer to the question so and it will help someone out yeah. there because so many people sometimes feel confused and flustered about what success is and what direction you should be successful in and the media i feel manipulates what success should look like yeah yeah sure. and that yeah. puts because basically this is just my opinion but the media mm. manipulates people's mind to give them an outlook on how things should look or be. Yeah. Where you as an individual should make up your own mind in your own heart and come out with a solution or a plan or a vision of what success means to you, which makes you happy. So that's just my opinion on it. But yeah. yeah. I completely agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, here's another one for you. Yeah. If you had an unlimited amount of money, so... Matt, you have more money than anything else, okay? Okay. What one thing, or few things, I should say, would you change within the music industry to make it a better place to be in? Mm. You really do ask good and challenging questions. Um, I, the answer is I, I don't really know. I mean, I, I don't think that money solves these problems. I think time solves these problems. And things evolve over time naturally, and we learn our mistakes. We have to learn our mistakes. It's like revolution, you know, it's never, yeah. it, it, can, it can be all right at times, but it's, no, it's, it's a quick fix. It's a quick fix. Things are much deeper than that. And so, you know, um, you can see even now Spotify, the way that that's evolving yeah. is 
becoming a monolith. It started off as a sort of thing that made, gave everybody this sort of sense of anyone can do it and we're all our own boss and we can all get to where we want to get to through, you know, promoting on Instagram. But then Instagram starts not showing your post to people and you can you can only get it seen by people by paying for it. Yeah. Or Spotify starts to have playlists and there's, there's a, a, a way of getting the algorithm. And so things evolve over time and what they once were become different. But that will eventually change it will things around it will change technology will change it um people's attitudes will change and and it will just evolve naturally so it's irrelevant how much money i've got i think to 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 answer your question um there's i don't i don't see the point in 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 really changing i mean i suppose if i had unlimited money you know i i would do my best to promote the things that I believed in the best yeah. and I would have more at my disposal in order to get those out there yeah. it would be easier for me to do that um but you know really it it, own, it would only it would only have an impact if the stuff that I was pushing was any good yeah. or you know or people really connected to it or it meant something I mean unless you get on board that train of 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 um you know, sort of more superficial things where it is just about, like you said, about the media, about packaging something and selling it as a sort of, as, a, as an image and a dream yeah. um, and and making people think that that's the thing that they want just because it's in their face the whole time. Um, so, yeah. No, that's perfect. No, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your ultimate goal for your company? Just more, just more you know, more work, more yeah. connections, yeah. more uh, opportunities, uh, more exposure, um, you know, to, to earn more money as well would be good um, because it's, you know, it's challenging and you you, you want to be able to um, pay for things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, that's really the goal is just I've built a really solid foundation and I just want to continue on the same lines. You know the artists that I work with. I want them to be really successful. My own artist project. I would love that to just keep developing and, and evolving. And I want to make a jazz album, and I want to make uh, another album of my Matty Roots stuff. Um, I would love to do more film scoring and uh, you know uh, and advert pitches and um, yeah, just just you know sync music to games and yeah. just basically anywhere that I can find an outlet for my music. Um, that's what I'm that's really what I'm aspiring to do at the moment just to, to find those opportunities I love how calm you are it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> cool. you are so chill you were just calm so chill on the out. outside like a torrent on the inside no, yeah. oh that's how it is yeah. okay no, no, it's, it's, not, it's not it's not um but I think no but yeah my mind was what, what I mean is my mind yeah. was very fast and I'm I'm processing a lot of information yeah and I like to think about things before I say anything so yeah, um, that process that of thinking about things can be a bit of a worrying experience but it's good I'd rather think about things before I act no that makes definitely that makes definite sense because I yeah. do that a lot as well I think it's good to do that because sometimes if you just speak without it has a repercussion <laughs> it can sure. have repercussions so yeah. as a solo artist yes right mm. is there ever a time where I know you spoke about you you had to take a break for mm. yourself just to just to get back to normal and stuff. But is there ever a time where you get lonely? 
because you literally are doing quite a lot by yourself yeah. and you're in your own space. So is there some advice that you could give to other artists or, or musicians who sometimes feel like I'm doing everything by myself? I do feel lonely at the best of times. What advice would you give to them to just take a minute or be positive about still what they're doing? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, loneliness is is a terrible thing no matter whether you're a, a banker a musician or you know whatever whatever you are as a human being yeah. uh you know no man is an island to use a cliche so having people around you that support you and encourage you um is a, is an extremely useful thing if you can if you can find those people you hang on to them yeah um and equally making sure that people that are not <laughs> good for you uh, are not in your space That's as true. much as you possibly can um you know what can you do if you're on your own um you know if you don't have a partner for example which i've, I've been in different phases in my life um you you you, you do your best you just do your best you have to just what can you do you do it you, you you've you've set yourself this um uh, mission of achieving something yeah. you're either going to do it or you're not so you know if you're resolved to doing it then yes there's going to be difficult times but you and you may you know you may trip up and you may feel sad or lonely or whatever it is or struggle but is what it is and the, 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 a chain will come and um, you know as I say as long as you've got some people to bounce off that you respect and trust and can help keep you motivated yeah. and at times just step back if you have to just go you know what this is hard i'm str i'm finding it difficult right now take a little breather and it's still going to be there in a week's time or whatever um so yeah um you just gotta you just gotta just 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 keep it moving don't you know don't lose don't lose faith you know you've also got to be realistic as well yeah. because you know, uh, a lot of people out there maybe are are, are pushing an unrealistic dream. <laughs> um, so just make sure you're being practical and pragmatic um, and asking people's opinions and reading up on things and learning um, and asking yourself the, the questions, you know, am I doing this right? Could I do this better? Um, uh, you know, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Um, just don't get complacent. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's what I'd say to that. Another one I wanted to ask you, because you yeah. are also, you do management as well. So yeah. one of the things, because you mostly observe your artists really well yeah. in how they do things and how they're progressing. I do. do you believe that ego can hinder them or help them? Um, uh, both. Ego is a, a thing that you need in order to have a person to have a personality of course you know it means i so you know you need an i but it can't just be i you know it's got to be it's got it, you're part of a uh a, a, a sort of a, a human society you know we, we have to live together and work together and operate together so it's something you have to keep in check. Um, and this comes back to what I just said about just being realistic, trying to stay humble, but it, it's a struggle sometimes because you could, you know, you think, oh, I'm, I know I'm good, 
but I'm not getting anywhere. Like, so what do you do about that? Mm. Now, I personally don't work with people that are so egotistical that they're just, you know, you have to, you're constantly having to fight to, yeah. to keep it, to, to, to uh, you know, to keep them grounded or whatever. People have to take the responsibility for things. And I'm not going to work that hard just to kind of deal with some diva or whatever. So I've been lucky. Um, and it's partly luck and partly, you know, hopefully judgment that I, I work with people that have just have got good grounding and understand that this is not an easy industry and it takes time. Um, but you also want them to have some, have the belief um, and the confidence to make great music. Um, so you want them to have some ego, but it, it always has to be kept in check. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. If there was one song out there in the history of music that you wish you produced or wrote, he's like, oh my gosh, here's another one. What song would you choose and why would you choose that song? That is a question that I could sit and answer for about four hours. Let's go. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, like Stevie Wonder, like I don't, I mean, that in itself is a conversation like so many amazing amazing pieces of art there the beatles like uh james brown kurt franklin um uh uh i say joni mitchell as i said before like um okay you see all the artists that you've just told me right yeah yeah oh. Yeah. So say if I came to you and I said, Matt, I'm, I've laid all these albums that you've just said, all, only those albums, right? Yeah. That yeah. you've just said on the table. And I said to you, if you could choose one of those songs that you wish that you wrote from one of those albums and one of those artists that you've just told me, what one song would you choose? Um, I'm probably going to answer this question a bit like I answered that if I had all the money in the world question. God, God. You know, it's really <laughs> annoyingly. Like, <laughs> a non-answer. It's not my place. It's, you know what I mean? Those guys, they did that. They yeah. did that, you know, like, you know, I could, I could list off a bunch of tunes that I love of all these artists, yeah. but I never think to myself, I wish I'd written that. I just don't. It's in not... a way, that's a good thing. That's a good answer. Because yeah. you're saying to yourself that they done that. Like you yeah. said, you didn't yeah. do that. You have your own music where you created it in your way and yeah. with your feeling, with your connection. So there's no, no wrong answer to... No, 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 yeah. no, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a chance to go back to one memory, good or bad which has helped you become the person who you are today, what one memory would you choose and why would you choose that particular memory? Um, hmm. Like, I suppose as an adult, it would be really cute to like observe myself on my first piano lesson. Yeah. Like, maybe cool. something like that. <laughs> um, to see myself and just you know be like aware um i mean i had a recent experience at abbey road studios uh i i did a project with audio network and i went in with my band and we recorded there and then 
got to record strings over it with the I think it was a BBC concert orchestra or whatever. Yeah. And that was pretty magical to to use phrase. It's magical. So it's magic in the air. It's the um, way you put your face when you said it. That's like oh <laughs> I know it sounds corny, I don't know, but no, but but basically that was there was something I got like tingles. I was just like it was such an to be in that place with that had so much history to have such amazing like technical staff and equipment and just the 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 um and the kind of uh, the, the the things at my disposal um just felt like musical luxury yeah um so that was that was a really really great experience i don't i wouldn't say, I don't say it shaped me but it it, it was definitely something that I was aware at the time I was like I'm really happy <laughs> I'm really happy to be here um and yeah so yeah no, I like that so you've got a big gun on your face that's when you know you're doing your passion right yeah you, you know you're doing a passion if you could give a message to I know people say they don't have fans but I think we all do regardless if mm. they're silent or loud mm. what message would you give to your fans from yourself I suppose like thank you like thanks for oh. for listening like thanks for liking what I do I hope it you know I hope it stays with you and I hope it's something that means something to you as it does to me um yeah uh, that, that's really it I don't have any um expectations really as far as that goes I'm just grateful that when I make something that that there are people out there that like it um I mean maybe like tell your friends <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah apart from that <laughs> pass it on guys pass it yeah, on yeah, okay exactly. just pass it on <laughs> word of mouth works quick so pass it on yeah, yeah. <laughs> so matt i only have one more question for you yeah, and yeah. that is where can we find you if anyone wants to get in contact with you on all your social medias okay so on instagram it's at matty roots which is m-a-t-t-i-r-o-o-t-s um then my website otherwaymusic.com you can go there to check out um you know all the bits and bobs i've been talking about yes. um and then if you want to email me it's info at otherwaymusic.com mm-hmm. or matty at mattyroots.com um and yeah it's at, at matty roots for most for most things to be honest um i've got another way music uh um instagram as well if you want to see more up to date stuff. So there you go. Yeah. Cool. Matt, I want to thank you so much for coming on the Us People podcast. I love his grinning. <laughs> He's got this big grin. Such a nice question. No, it's perfect. And guys, yeah. thank you so much for listening to the Us People podcast. And please remember you can subscribe to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and any other platform that you prefer to listen to. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also donate to the Us People podcast so we can continue to talking to people like matt who's given us all his knowledge today so thank you matt um please you can do that by simply going on the savior rocks website and donating or simply type in paypal.me forward slash us people podcast thank you for listening stay happy stay positive and as always continue to be kind to one another Time for me to focus Stop all that playing, focus, focus Stop doing it yourself
a good lad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> intense. You felt it, it was intense. Well, I, I just haven't done an interview in years, so I mean, it was good, good in a good way, like you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah, make, no. think about yeah, all the no, stuff. Cool. That, you were smiling through like a good majority of it. You had this big grin. Oh, I was very happy. Very happy. Um, okay, so positive questions. It's just all the stuff you I think about and have thought about over the last twenty years. You're kind of like probing probing all those things that so it, it, you know I have to kind of like recall all the different experiences I've been through and kind of you know vocal so that's in that sense it's, it's intense but not in a not in a bad way at all it's actually it's good to, to revisit those questions Everything you do, you make the rules. 